Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. <laughs> Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 5 p.m. and a cool 82 degrees. It's oh. drizzling outside, Eric. It is. Wait, Brody, just to confirm, you said 82, 82 degrees. I did say 82 degrees. Oh, my degrees. goodness, 82 degrees. We're getting there. We're getting there. That is only 13 degrees too hot. Yeah, we're yeah we're getting down there. Well, one day. One day According we'll to my good friend, uh, Abriel Agron, at one point it was 69 degrees today. Mm-hmm, it sure was. So um, it is a fine Monday, October 1st. It's spooky season here in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio or to those listening online at camp.arizona.edu or any of our podcasting platforms. I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. How's it going, Wildcats? We're great and excited to have you back on this week's episode. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about every sport imaginable, definitely diving into some football with the crushing blow to USC. Uh, Heck of a game. Kind of tried to make a rally towards the end, just couldn't finish it off. We're going to talk more on the NFL with uh, Tyler Eifert when his gruesome injury as also with some other high-profile young talent that's coming up really changing the face of the NFL following up it's NBA we're back again preseason going on and we love to see all the mixing and matching that's going around finally we're going to close out MLB October you know what that means it is playoff season for baseball so we can't wait to dive in all that remember throughout the show you can call us in at 520 Almost there, Eric. It's 520. I'll get there, Brody. Jesus. (laughs) The number is 520-621-5806. If you want to call in, um, ask us any questions, make any comments on our show, we'll put you right on air. Uh, But yeah, let's just dive into our first topic. Uh, Arizona football. We unfortunately took a fat L Uh. against the University of Southern California. The Trojans uh, beat us 24 to 20. So I guess they didn't absolutely smack us. We we gave a valiant effort. Especially. All forms of Trojans bad, yeah. bro. All forms <laughs> of Trojans. So, yeah, it was only 24 to 20. U of A lost. You know, some people were expecting us to get um, kind of smacked around, but – um, you know, we kept it a good game. You know, we had that fourth quarter comeback to score as Eric Wong closes his chocolate milk. <laughs> hey, it's delicious. Vital, vital source of calcium. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So, um, yeah, 13 points. What do you mean? You're six seven. You don't need to take my word for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I actually drink a lot of chocolate <laughs> milk. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was kind of a disappointing start. It was looking, uh, like, pretty dire for the Wildcats in that first half. Um, how were you feeling after the first uh, half, well, Eric? for those of you who don't know, it was my birthday. It Big was. 2-0 on a Saturday. So how I was feeling throughout the game was just abysmal the whole time. <laughs> but I do remember barely making it back to my apartment. And uh, we caught the last half of that game. There was a, yeah. there was a brief flicker of hope in the distance. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some good play by Arizona getting marching down the field, scoring quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't uh, well we missed that crucial extra point that really killed yeah. us. Um, so for those of you who know, Wildcats were down late fourth quarter drive made it 24 20. Mm-hmm. So you knock in the field goal. All you need is you still need the onside kick either way. But instead of needing um, a touchdown to win, you can get a field goal tie go to overtime. And yeah. as we know in college football, overtime it's like a brand new ball game. Yeah. So missing that extra point I think was the final like end to the comeback because. 
uh, killed all the momentum, sucked a lot of the air out of the the team, and they just really didn't have the drive to kind of like that onside kick looked a little lazy. To yeah, me. yeah, Havershek def- definitely blew it. He pulled his Zendejas um, uh. right there. You, you hated to see. I think it was wide right. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. Some people said, "Oh, he didn't get the onside kick anyway." No, the attitude on that onside mm-hmm. kick definitely depends on if no, he makes absolutely. the PAT because you know we make that PAT, we're only down three. Our guys are gonna be like way more motivated, yeah, fired trying, up. yeah trying to get that ball. Um, but yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't get the best glimpse of the second half because I was out searching for your Uber Eats meal <laughs> that you that you ordered to uh, Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> um, but I have um, no recollection of this. <laughs> this could be fake news for all I know. <laughs> but yeah, Khalil Tate, I think actually, you know, he had a QBR I think of like twenty four yeah. or something for that game, so that was pretty atrocious. But you know, he had two touchdowns, whereas. Um, Daniels from USC, he didn't have a single touch on. They only they killed us on the running game, yeah, uh, which we're kind of used to. But just to kind of give a background, the first quarter was seven zero USC. Second quarter. 10-0 USC. So USC had a 17-point lead going in half, not looking like it. And then they scored early in the third, too. So Wildcats were down 24. And then we shut them out the whole fourth quarter, kind of made our little run. But it just was a little too little, too late yeah. uh, kind of deal. But um, just kind of looking at the game cast, if you're looking at this with me, Brody, the yeah. whole game, even when we started to make our comeback, USC was never favored to lose. Yeah. It never swung Arizona's away. So that kind of just shows you where we were going. But, you know, Shout out to the Wildcats, trying to make it a fight, and you know, made it respectable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's tough though; that's going to be a big one because, depending on how both teams finish out, this could be the the deciding game, the tie break for the U, uh, Pac-12 South. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think um, USC had a lot higher expectations, but um, then only being three and two right now. Like if we would have won, imagine USC being mm-hmm. two and three. Oh. I mean, I think it kind of like fits for them that they uh, won this game against us, but. Um, yeah, U of A's chances. Yeah, I think we're going for another Las Vegas ball. Whoa! Oh, we are getting a call in the studio. All right, just ask for the name and How's we will it going? put them What's on. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> yeah. David. All right, David. We're going to put you on air right now. All right, David. Can you hear me? David? Hello? Hello? Brody, what up? Hey, how's it going, David? What up, man? Uh, what, what's your question for us? Um, what's your guys' favorite team Our other fa- than U of A? Other than U of A, like... For what sport, David? Um, basketball and football. Oh, that's a good okay. question. And we're talking professional? We're talking professional and college. Professional and college. All right. That is is that all you have for us, David? Yeah. All right. I want to know, like, what's your take on the NFL this year? Okay. Well, awesome. That's a loaded question. Yeah, we that, appreciate that, the question. Yeah, we really appreciate that, David. Thank you so much for calling in um, and asking us those yeah, um, very loaded off, questions. Well, all right, yeah. So um, for his first question was uh, favorite teams, <laughs> football <laughs> and basketball. Um, I'll go, we'll go, um, oh, we'll just give them all. So basketball. Um, used to be the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, oh you hate to see. Yeah, hate um, to see it. Bring them. the Sonics back. Yeah, bring the Sonics back. So, um, yeah, the tried to like the Thunder, but couldn't do it. I not good with geography. I was like, hey, Seattle Supersonics, they're up north. Who else is up north? The Toronto Raptors. So I kind of adopted the Toronto Raptors. Even though the Toronto Raptors are on the other side of Canada. Exactly. And I, the Blazers are just like right there. Yeah, like well I mean the Blazers were kind of rivals. That's so true, that's so true. I, I just kinda of thought, oh, North, um, you know, Toronto's up there somewhere. I'll, I'll start liking <laughs> them. And enough. it was also when DeMar DeRozan was a rising star and um, you know, stuff like that. So I I have to say, yeah, right now 
Raptors are my favorite team. All right. Do you want to – let's how about – Yeah, go let's go by – so for professional basketball, I'm a Dubs fan. I'm a Warriors fan. Got a lot of family out in the Bay. Love the Warriors. Was a fan back in the day. And then, you know, obviously when they start really kicking it off, it was easier to be a fan. So Warriors are my team. Pro. Um, uh, for college basketball, if I really got to watch another college basketball team, as sacrilegious as this might be to say, I respect the hell out of Mike Krzyzewski. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Going back, you know, that beef with Arizona and Duke in the late 90s, early 2000s, throw it out the window. Um, I'm a Duke fan uh, when it comes to uh, if I, like, uh, there's another, like, if Arizona gets bounced out of the tournament early, mm-hmm. which, you know, tends to happen, I'm, I'm pulling for Duke. Okay. All right. Well, I'd, I would definitely disagree with you there. I, I'm I understand. A, it's yeah, a hot topic. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a huge Duke hater. Um, <coughs> but I, for college basketball, other than University of Arizona, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you with a, a hot take right now. Hot take. Give it to me. Adam State from Colorado. Oh, oh yeah. Adam State from Alamosa, Colorado. I have some uh, family alumni. Dang, um, you could probably make that team, to be honest. Honestly, I probably could <laughs> without a tryout. <laughs> but, a uh, yeah, I remember they came for um, one of, the, like, our preseason exhibition games. Like, the U of A played them, and, you know, like, no one went or anything. Yeah. But it was just, like, kind of a, a practice-type deal. And, you know, I have family that are alumni from Adam State, um, local, like, Colorado college so you know i have a soft spot for them i have to give them my second um behind u of a but yeah moving on to football let's go football Uh, i'll kick it off i guess with pro football i am an indianapolis colts fan kind of random i'm a bay boy for everything else but my dad grew up loving the colts so i kind of love the colts and then uh besides for college football i'm a big fan of uh the good old oh I O. I like Ohio State in football. You know, they always seem to pump out some guys. So, you know, I can never go. Maybe Cal, I could say, also with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Marshawn Lynch. Got a lot of family out there. But Ohio State or Cal, you know, yeah. um, always, like, kind of watching their game, see how they're doing. All right. So, yeah. All right. For football, um, I'd have to say I don't have a necessary, like, favorite NFL team. I grew up loving the Broncos with Jay Cutler. Um, Kyle Orton and you know as soon as Peyton Manning got on the team I just kind of didn't like the whole bandwagon that he brought with him so I, I kind of hopped off the Broncos um, kind of dabbled with the uh, Seattle Seahawks my dad's from Seattle um, so loved Matt Hasselbeck Sean Alexander you know those guys um, kind of tried to ride the wave again when they won a Super Bowl <laughs> uh, however many years ago it was but um, yeah that's where I stand on um, professional football I don't really have necessarily like one team I totally root for right now but um college football other than um the u of a it's a different story i i grew up loving the clemson tigers and yeah and i it's kind of weird thinking now because um like now they're actually so good but i liked them who was it was i think it was jacoby jones do you remember him he was like on the baltimore ravens he was in the nfl for a little while he was just a speedy return guy um receiver i love jacoby jones he was on the clemson clemson i believe and um so I, you know, like them. Also in NCAA football, 13, I think, it was one of the last one. 14 was the last one. 13, I made my player for Duke, which is like your basketball. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I put him on Duke football. And um, he was teammates with, like, Jamison Crowder, who's oh. now a successful um, receiver somehow in the NFL. Yeah, somehow. Um, so, I, you know, I kind of have a soft spot for Duke football um, in that sense. But, yeah, that, that I think that we covered all the bases. And then he asked where uh, – Wow, what we think of the NFL this season? Was, oh. that, was that his other question, right? Uh, yeah, I like it. I think with all the young quarterbacks who are really killing the game, it's and even the Patriots now, we're seeing a little instability there. So I've, I feel like for once, 
We'll probably see a different person in the AFC. Honestly, we might not see the Patriots. Might see the Chiefs with the way Mahomes is playing. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll probably uh, definitely see someone new in the NFC, be it the Rams or whoever else, maybe the Vikings. So I think it's really an exciting time uh, for football because, you know, with all these young studs coming out, a lot, a lot of good football to be watched. Every game is interesting. So, yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, honestly, just really excited for this upcoming season and who's going to make it through. It's like a new changing of the guards. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, now the Eagles really aren't being as successful as they Mm -hmm. were last year. Um, The Browns actually won a game and didn't lose another. Um, So it's like definitely a different. Well, they um, did lose. Well, well they did lose, but they I, I, mean, I was referring to the tie. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't have a loss one week. That's um, true. So, yeah, it's definitely a weird um, <coughs> weird dynamic in the NFL um, this season. But I, I'm a fan. You know, even the, the Patriots kind of – they showed some fire um, this last Sunday against the Dolphins, 38-7. to uh, They smacked them around. Uh, but like you said, Jared Goff absolutely going off. Um, yeah, let's just how about let's take that question and transition to our full NFL oh, topic. Full Why not? Thank you very much, David. Yeah, David, we really appreciate your question. Just as a reminder to all our listeners out there, if you'd like to call in, ask us any questions, make any comments, um, get on air. Our number is five two zero six two one five eight zero six. So yeah, let's just jump into our uh, NFL news. Tyler Eifert, um, uh. tight end for the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, was carted off of the field with a gruesome ankle injury. Did you see it, Eric? I didn't. You didn't see it. You should, uh, right here, I could probably pull it up on Twitter right now. It is, it, they showed it on, um, I think it was Chris Hansen that was um, uh, commentating that game, and he, you could hear it in Chris the, Hansen, the, the, the local reporter for the Daily Star? No, that's Greg Hansen. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Get your gosh, local media I'm, personal I'm right. I'm sorry, Greg, if you're out there listening. <laughs> He's not. But <laughs> or, or Brian tells you I messed up your name. Yeah. All right, there's the video. I'm, oh, I'm showing Eric the video right now. Do, do you see it? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. Hold on. I'll give you my live reaction, folks. Oh my right. gosh! Yeah, totally. Oh. Yeah. So, so, folks, the leg is supposed to be straight ninety <laughs> degrees. This man's leg is forty-five degrees now. Yeah, it was a, a pretty gruesome injury, and um, you know they're playing the Falcons. It was a clean tackle. You know, there was nothing dirty. Um, you know, Tyler Eifert just kind of struggled to get another step. It, mm-hmm. it seemed like you know you don't want to like blame Tyler Eifert, yeah. but honestly, like if he would have just like gone down when yeah. he got hit, um, this wouldn't have happened. He kind of tried taking an extra step. The leg got caught under. Uh, the defender was absolutely disgusting. He'll definitely be out for the season. And, you know, you really hate to see it because Tyler Eifert, I remember when he started, he he kind of broke out in his rookie season, and um, there was a lot of hope for him to be the best tight end in the, the league there at was, some point. And now he's just been, it's just been injury after injury, just sidelined. Um, and, you know, it's kind of past where he can, you know, like grow anymore and become um, the greatness that we all expected him to be. Absolutely. Um, and I remember I had Tyler Eifert last season on my fantasy team, and he was putting in the work. And then, yeah, just that. I think he had an ACL or a knee injury, and then this one just compounding it. Yeah, these are injuries, back-to-back seasons where it causes players like, do I retire? You know, and yeah. that's the hard part about football, folks. But I, if mm-hmm. I was Tyler Eifert, I'd take a good look in the mirror and be like, bro, do you want to keep yeah. doing this, getting injured, and having to rehab back? It's, it's a lot, folks. So yeah, I mean, good luck to Tyler Eifert. You don't wish that on any athlete, but. Definitely, definitely tough to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now let's uh, dive into the uh, Lions-Cowboys game. This was uh, an exciting one. The Cowboys came out on top 26-24. to 24. Oh, we got a call. We won't jump into that uh, s- that subject quite oh, what's yet. What's name? Mackenzie. All right, Mackenzie, oh. we're about to put you on air. Hello, Mackenzie. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. How are you doing today, Mackenzie? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? So I was just wondering, after James Winston, or after Ryan Fitzpatrick's performance yesterday, do you think that it was justified that he was benched? And who do you think should start the game next week for the Buccaneers? Okay, awesome. That's a great question. Is that is that all you have for us, Mackenzie? Uh, that's all I have. Thank all, you. All right. Thank you very much. Um, we really appreciate that question, Mackenzie. That, that was, was a great, great question. Yeah. Um, I was actually, yeah, I was looking into this because we've talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. the past couple Fitz weeks. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Um, and right. I, I've been a fan of his, you know, I, it, but that's kind of the the thing. He's like that underdog that gets the chance. We've talked yeah. about this. He gets this chance out on the field. He does amazing. And then once he actually has, like, compet- like the competition foils him, um, on, like, on his own team. So now that Jameis Winston is back from his suspension, yeah. he kind of he blew some chunks because I don't think he threw a touchdown yeah. pass when and he was out there. That's the tough part is, uh, you know, first week, week one, went off week two went off week three struggled in the first half did great the second half and then now you know they gave him the shot again week four mm-hmm. and like uh, McKenzie so eloquently brought up was not able to get the job done and they put back into a crushing blow 48 to 10 to the Bears they lost mm-hmm. and so you realize how short the leash is on Fitzpatrick. Jameis Winston is literally robbed, stealed, and cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally still... And a lot more than and, that. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. And, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, of course. Um, but he still is a starting quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL, was the number one overall pick. And I think if you're the Bucks, uh, it's not... You can't blame him. You know, you spend a number one pick on this guy, you want to see him out in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fitzpatrick, you know, as great as he was... That's really what the job of an NFL backup is to do is, like, be serviceable, be good enough mm-hmm. to win your team some games if your uh, starter goes out and then when your starter comes back, uh, it's time for you just to take that back seat again. So do I think it was justified that they pulled him? Yes, because he wasn't playing well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I necessarily think uh, either of them – like, this is kind of branching off of McKenzie's question, but I don't think Jameis Winston – is the long-term answer for the Bucks either. Mm-hmm. I think Jameis Winston will always be sort of that Mark Sanchez, like was an okay starter, but honestly in a couple of years it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Jameis as a backup. Yeah, I I don't yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston are the long-term answers for Tampa Bay because uh, yeah. even though I am a Ryan Fitzpatrick fan, um, you know, I'd rather give him the chances because, you know, they were up against that Chicago Bears defense, yeah, which I'd yeah, say yeah. is like the best, you know, Honestly, because of Khalil Mack, well, yeah, yeah, one of the best like pass rushing um, defenses in the entire league, and um, like you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick's just on such a short le- leash. I, I, you know, if it was up to me, um, I'd give Ryan Fitzpatrick another start. I honestly don't know who they play next week, but I don't, I don't even care because it's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to be the Chicago be the Bears, Bears yeah. defense again. Um, because I, I think he, he could do great. I know he's nine for eighteen. That's not great for how much he, he played. Didn't throw a touchdown. pass. Pass, but Jameis Winston had two interceptions. Yeah, thrown. so so he's not much better. I'd mm-hmm. say if Tampa Bay wants to win, I'd yeah. go. I'd go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, who gives you the better shot to win? So I think that's yeah. what they got to ask. And you know whether it's a hard decision, like none of the, either guy jumps out on the page to you. But I'd stick with Ryan and see where he uh, takes you. But yeah, great question, Mackenzie. Yeah. Thank you so so much for that. Yeah, I think and, that's interesting to look. Um, going back. Those two rookies, one and two picks of that draft, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, they shot out the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Both made Pro Bowls their first season. After that, though, they've kind of both gone downhill, respectively. Like, yeah. Marcus, due to injury and maybe, you know, the Titans not, like, they've got a great offensive line, but maybe not putting the right receiving weapons and the defense isn't very good. And then Jameis, similar thing in Tampa Bay, not a great defense and also his off-the-field issues. So 
it's kind of interesting to see where that quarterback class started so hot, kind of cooling off. Hopefully they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, I'm going to offer this prediction now. Marcus Mariota will go out of go out of the league on his own terms, and yes. Jameis Winston is not. He's going to get cut. He's going to try, and he's not going to. You know, he's going to yeah. want to keep playing, mm-hmm. but no one's going to take. I him. think he's. I think he's one more scandal away from being almost like Kryptonite. Like yeah. almost, you can't touch him. Yeah, and it's it's almost like it, it's not even all the scandals that bother me about him too. It's like his actual like personality. Like he's a weirdo. Like he's he's, he's, he's just like a strange person. If you watch his like press conferences, his like licking his fingers like on the sideline. It's very much like a Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather dynamic, but none of them are great. Like yeah. <laughs> Mariota, the humble, like really nice guy, like guy like I honestly can hang out with, or it yeah. seems like. Um, also because, you know, kind of Asian. Uh, and then Floyd Mayweather, uh, Jameis Winston, kind of weird guys, had a lot more hype. Always, you know, oh, yeah, he's going to be the guy. And, you know, Mayweather actually delivered. Yeah. But, you know, kind of in that little interesting dynamic uh, with those guys going one and two. But really, really uh, tough to say. Glad I'm not a Bucks fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but thank you again, Mackenzie, for that question. And if any of our listeners out there want to ask us another great question or make any comments of any kind that are FCC appropriate, um, please call 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806. But let's jump back into the game we were going to talk about originally, Lions versus Cowboys. Close one. It was a very close one. 26-24, the Dallas Cowboys came out on top. I don't think, you know, Lions aren't great this year, but how that game was looking, the Cowboys weren't um, looking great. They went on a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. Um the thing I wanted to point out was Golden Tate. I'm a fantasy owner of this guy. Oh. And so um, I think he racked up literally like over 30 points for me. Um, he absolutely went off with, yeah, 33.2 points from Dang. Golden Tate. That's two, pretty impressive. Two touchdowns on eight, reception, on eight receptions and 132 yards. So um, I was a big fan of his. And he was just like pulling some antics out. Um, some shenanigans. Some shenanigans on his way to the end zone. I, You know, he had two touchdowns. The first one, he was just taunting the Cowboys mm-hmm. players behind him. Um, you know, kind of, he walked backwards into the end zone. Did you see that? I didn't know. And then um, uh, another one, he uh, kind of like dove backwards, just like looking, like at the 10-yard line. He was just mm-hmm. like looking at him straight in the face. And then he ended up shotgunning the football <laughs> for yeah, I knew you liked that one. Um, he ended up shotgunning the football for a celebration after. Um, and you obviously sport. mean using it as a weapon, yes. pretending like he's shooting skeet. Yes, of like course. Ski, yeah, clay pigeons. Yes. Um, that's exactly what I meant by that. Um, so yeah, Golden Tate, Jared Goff went off for the. Oh, don't LA talk Rams. to me about this man. <laughs> I have I'm a fantasy owner of Jared Goff. Put him on my bench. Started Deshaun Watson. Deshaun oh, no. Watson still gave me 31 points, but Jared Goff went off for like 39. Yeah, and I I am getting smacked. I've I've already lost this week to my opponent, Gabe Unra. He's got like 147 points. I've got 80. So you know that's how that went. But just really really impressive. I actually saw that game. That was. Literally what could be an NFC Championship matchup against the Minnesota Vikings versus the Rams in the Coliseum. Great game. Caught Mm -hmm. the very end of it on Thursday Night Football. And Jared Goff was making some all-pro throws. Like no window type, perfect touch right into the basket. Mm -hmm. Um, Some laser. Like it was beautiful. So, I, you know... As rocky as Jared Goff, and I was a Jared Goff hater, I honestly thought the Rams should have taken Carson Wentz. You know, that's looking like now it was really 50-50. They're both doing really well. Hopefully Carson can bounce back from the injury, but 
Really, really kudos to the Rams for seeing that in Jared Goff because I thought it was a dumb move at the time, but he's playing like an absolute stud. Yeah, I definitely agree with you because do you remember how many touchdowns was it again? He had like five, four five. or five. Yeah, okay. He wasn't it, close to the record, but yeah, still had a good, yeah. good, good game. Yeah, another guy just bouncing right back before we finish up NFL um, news. What we're talking about the Buccaneers game, Mitch Trubisky on the other side of the football yes. for the, the Bears. He went off. I think he had five touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, and they uh, put the, the tools. I saw this. Uh, segment on a, I think some NFL network thing but the Bears have put tools around him gave him a line got mm. him a defense this is the season Mitch where you really gotta uh, prove like you're you know you can't be Blake Bortles it in out yeah. here like just teasing always like yeah. oh, I'm just good enough maybe yeah. give me a chance so yeah. like this is his season to really prove it and you know so far what are the Bears they're three, three and, and one. one that's I mean in the NFC North with the Packers out there and the uh, Vikings, you need starts like that. So yeah. really good job on Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Like him, honestly thought that was a dumb pick too, but I'm no Mel Kuyper Jr., yeah. so <laughs> hopefully you know that just goes to show you. But, yeah, good good on him. Yeah. Hopefully he keeps riding this wave. Yeah, and just to give you guys the final numbers on Mitch Trubisky's stat line, he went 19 for 26 with 354 yards and six touchdowns. He could have, he could have uh, if he stayed on pace, he would have scored 10 touchdowns oh, and broke, sure. broke Nick Foles and Peyton Manning's coveted oh, record. For, uh, imagine that, Mitch. Trubisky breaking oh, that, that record. Name. Oh man! Um, but um, yes. that seems like just to jump off of that real quick. That seems like that always happens in sports. There's these great legendary marks uh-huh. held by the greats, and then always somehow some random yeah. player <laughs> yeah. sneaks in yeah. and just gets like that one timer has a hot season and sneaks in there. We're just like. Wait, what? Yeah. So it's like, how did he do that? But that's pretty pretty cool. If we could really just go to the Colts game, because I got to talk oh, yeah. on that, just of to end NFL talk. Of course. Um, my Colts were up against the Houston Texans. And, folks, I was in a dilemma. Like I said, Deshaun <laughs> Watson, obviously the quarterback of the Houston Texans. So it's like, you know, when you have a fantasy team, but they're going against your team, it's like, who do you root for? It was a great, great game. Uh, 37-34, really close. Colts got a loss. but uh, So we're right now not doing too hot at 1-3. But um, each game, because the Colts have lost twice now uh, in close fashion, and that has been encouraging the fact that like, we were getting blown out last year, but now kind of yeah. inching closer and really just needing to be able to close out these games or start a little hotter. But a really encouraging find, uh, signs if you're a Colts fan out there. Yeah, I, uh, I think you guys are going to be butt cheeks all year. We have an up-and-coming linebacker, Darius Leonard, second-round pick out of, I think, SC State or NC State, he's been an absolute monster. Already has won AFC uh, Rookie of the Defensive Rookie of the uh, Week, so he's really killing it. Honestly, okay. keep eye out. He might win. He might be in contention for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. But we'll uh, look really looking it. good. Like, like a Khalil Mack type pass rusher, super athletic. Not saying he's gonna be that, yeah. but. Like, you know, if you guys um, remember uh, Antoine Bethay, he was a strong safety for oh, the yeah. Colts. Imagine him, same hitting power, but bigger. So just kind of like that comparison. Yeah, and Andrew Luck throwing 62 passes. Are yeah. you, do you not trust? Is it Jordan Wilkins? Yeah, You're, our running yeah. back core. We need to make some. That's got to be a first You guys got to make a move there. That's got to be a first round uh, priority. You yeah. know, we strengthened up the line enough. Uh, finally, so that's got to be a priority. Maybe mm-hmm. like running back first round, line second round, you know, yeah. so stuff like that, defense. But at least the Colts have a direction now. At first we were like, oh, shoot. When the analyst said like needs, like when it comes up on the draft boards, like team needs, like literally I think Mel Kuyper roasted us and said everything. Yeah. So at least <laughs> now we have our quarterback back. We got a decent offensive line. Our linebacking core is better. So at least we filled in some holes mm-hmm. and we're not just like grasping at straws here. So For we sure. have a direction.
All right. But yeah, that was great NFL talk. Yeah. Jeez, thank you for all the calls, guys. Yeah, thank you. And um, we're gonna about to go to break right now. We're gonna have a, a little commercial. Um, but if you want to call us, um, when we're back, our number is five two zero six two one. 5806. But other than that, we'll see you back in about a minute on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. Culver's reminds us that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and encourages women to get checkups. Early detection means you'll have a much greater chance of becoming a survivor. So don't delay, test today. This important reminder is brought to you by Culver's Restaurant here in Tucson, with two locations to serve you, on Broadway Place and at River and First. For information, you can reach them online at culvers.com. They're on the air because they care about the health of the women in our community. Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. And to everyone listening on camp.arizona.edu or any of our podcasting platforms, it is currently 529 p.m., 73 degrees and uh, getting a little sunnier out. That's good. That's good. You know, the drizzle is stopping. I think, you know, as much as, like, us Tucsonans and Arizonans like to complain about the heat, we miss the sun a lot when it gets rainy. We all get, like, <laughs> and get, like, the droopy dog arm just sad. So it's, like, always depressing, but it's good to get the sun back out here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, you, you, I totally agree with you, Eric. Because so, you can't spell Arizona without melanoma. Oh, man. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so so uh, we're going to dive into NBA um, right now. And just to remind all our listeners out there, if you want to call in, um, ask us questions about anything we're talking about, anything we're not talking about, um, just uh, call 520-621-5806, and we'll make sure to pick up the phone um, and take your questions live on air. But let's dive right into some NBA talk. Uh, we probably, love what it. We're, probably what we're best at. The, You're the, on Brody yeah. Eric Super Sports. <laughs> right in our Radio. wheelhouse. Yeah, so um, NBA preseason started. We have a few um, scores. LeBron stunted the uh, um, L.A. Lakers jersey for the first time. Um, they lost. Yeah, um, uh, one, but you know preseason. Yeah, well, it's preseason. I think, he pro- I think he played like around 10 minutes or something yeah, like really that. Yeah, really low. Um, his first bucket was a super long-range three-pointer. So mm-hmm. um, that was kind of cool to see. But yeah, Lakers lost 107-124 to 124 against the Denver Nuggets. Um, there's a, actually a game going on right now, the Knicks against the Wizards. That's a snooze fest. <laughs> I, I, I assume it's 62-57 to 57 at halftime. Hey, I only um, need seven more points for the win, though. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, the Wizards are almost there. Um, the Raptors um, are playing the Jazz. I, I, it was kind of cool to see Kawhi Leonard um, debut with, you know, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergi Baca running center is going to be, I think, a little bit of a problem once they go against the likes of, like, Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. and... You know, some some people with actual big guys. Yeah. Serge Ibaka is definitely more of a power forward um, than a center. But um, yeah, do you do you have any uh, analysis, anything about the uh, NBA preseason? Era? I mean, yeah, just talking about with the uh, LeBron thing, it was cool. And honestly, already you could see the the um, effect, of the LeBron effect. Already, guys were getting more open. Brandon Ingram was playing better. Lonzo was playing better. Just because that attention, even in the preseason, mm-hmm. all on LeBron. So, oh, oh, we got a call coming in, folks. All right. Thank you so much for calling. Just as a reminder, Hello, while Eric name? picks up this phone, our number is 520 Oh, Corbin. Right, Corbin, put you on air, bud. All right, Corbin, can you hear me? <clears throat> yes, I can hear you. How's it go- How are you doing today, Corbin? 
I'm I'm doing pretty good, and uh, I know you guys are diving into NBA, but uh, I, I had a question regarding the NFL. Okay, no problem. We'll, we'll should have called. Should have called five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I have a little technical difficulties, but it's okay. Well, what's your question? Uh, I just wanted to know. I, I actually just tuned in, so I don't know if you guys covered this, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on uh, Earl Thomas giving his team the middle finger. Oh, oh I didn't. We did not cover this. Thank no, you for the question, yeah, Corbin. You, was that all, Corbin? Do you have anything else? Yeah, to say? That, that was the question. I just wanted you guys to elaborate on that, and I was uh, wondering what you thought and yeah. who it was directed to. All right, awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Corbin, for that wonderful question. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, Earl Tom, did you see that? Earl I did not, but Earl, man, I, you, are I, not, you are not keeping up on your. It's stuff not. This it's week. not hard to believe, though. Yeah, yeah, Earl Thomas gave the middle finger. He's getting carted off. Um, his leg got like snapped or something. I think he ended up having a fractured calf, calf or something, and. Um, you know, something so is that, that a season-ending injury? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be out, or I don't know if to all season, but it's like a bad injury, like not not good. He got he had to be carted off, um, mm-hmm. and as he was getting carted into the locker room, he flipped off the bench of the oh. Seattle Seahawks, his his own team. Was this um, a home or an away game? I think it was a home. Oh, game. but either way, it's his own bench. You know, yeah. So like it, it, I. You know, Earl Thomas is one of the most respected safeties in the league. You know, uh, he's a player's player. One of the better safeties of our generation, uh, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. So <laughs> I mean, him and him no, and Eric yeah, Berry, really. Yeah, um, he was uh, a founding member of the Legion of Boom. Um, so he's definitely respected, and he uh, was looking to get a contract extension this past summer, and um, he didn't get it. You well, know? he's been looking for it for a while. I know, and I I totally think he deserves it as a kind of Seahawks fan slash former Seahawks fan. I think Earl Thomas definitely deserves it. He gave a he's given a lot to um, Seattle, and they you know, and I think it was very professional of him to uh, go out and actually play, not yeah, hold not, out. Like, not pulling the not, Le'Veon. Not, not, not Le'Veon Bell. And, oh, man, it's a good thing Corbin uh, brought us back to the NFL because we have some breaking news on Le'Veon breaking Bell. Breaking news. da 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 That might be trademarked, but yeah, we'll, we'll it's see. okay. Um, but Le- <laughs> no, no one at ESPN is listening to, <laughs> to uh, take us off the air. Uh, but Adam, just, Adam Schefter is an alumni of my fraternity. You watch your mouth. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, wish fraternity. <laughs> All right, so um, Le'Veon Bell announced that he is coming back. All right, he uh, he announced that he's done with his holdout. Um, but what week is it? Are we wrapping up right now, Eric? It is week four. It is week four. A month into the season. A month into the season, and Le'Veon Bell plans. He announces plans to return week seven. Oh wow! <laughs> and week seven is a Steelers bye week. Oh wow! <laughs> so um, yeah, that's just to prove what a, what a finger to uh, Le'Veon I know, Bell. I know he Le'Veon Bell gives the finger to um, the Steelers just as Earl Thomas did to the Seahawks. So you see, um, I respect Earl Thomas for actually going out there and playing. Mm-hmm. You know, not holding out for the contract. Being a professional about yeah, it. Yeah, being very professional, actually doing his job. Um, but you see now, you know, say Le'Veon Bell, you know. W- could have gotten more money or something, then it would have all been worth it, the not playing thing. Um, but now this is the risk that Earl Thomas takes. And now if he wants like an extension, another contract, he is not going to get as much money um, no matter what, just because yeah. of this injury, which is super unfortunate. So that's what calls in a question. Like Earl Thomas, I don't believe, was giving, just to kind of circle back to Corbin's original question, I mean, why go out and play for anyone except your teammates? So I find it very mm-hmm. hard to believe that he gave his teammates the finger. I'm thinking yeah. maybe it was more something to, like, the the upper management, maybe even the Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, and we're just misconstruing it because pay the man the money. You know, I understand 
offense, quarterbacks, they get it. But, like, you know, with no defense wins championships. And so things like that. Pay the man the money. He's been doing it for you forever. Let him retire a Seahawk and pay the man his money. Um, so I think that was more of it. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks players should take any offense. I don't think Seattle fans. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a GM, president, head of football operations, a coach, um, really take that to heart and be yeah. like, uh, you can only push a man so far yeah. before he pushes back. Yeah. So, um, you know, really respect Earl Thomas, and I don't have any issue. It's like you got to stand up for yourself. You can't just be a doormat. Yep, I couldn't agree with you more. You could have stolen those words from my mind. So, Corbin, thank you so much uh, for that question. It was a wonderful one. Um, if anyone else, any, any other listeners out there want to um, call in to ask an ex- excellent question like that, our number is 520-621-5806. Now, Brody, before we just go back into NBA talk, I want to yeah. ask you, if you're an offensive lineman, a receiver, someone who blocks for Le'Veon Bell, do you block for him? Is it a is it an Adam Sandler coming back in the game situation <laughs> in like uh, in like what is it? Uh, Waterboy? Mean, no, Mean Machine. You know, oh. Gridiron Gang. Oh, Adam or, Sandler was not. No, in no. Gridiron what's game? the one you know? I'm talking about where. Um, no, he was like it was the remake with Burt Reynolds in it. Um, he was like Chris Rock. He was in prison. Was oh. it like? A, you know what um, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic sports movie that we should definitely Yeah, know. I can't think of it. But anyways, for those of you who don't know the movie, Adam Sandler was this high-profile MVP quarterback, got kicked out of the league for fixing a game. Um, and then he goes to jail for some other obscure reasons. And uh, he, they play this game, and the warden um, – The longest, longest yard. Ah, oh, jeez. So, yeah, in the longest yard, the warden, like, tries to pin a murder – on Adam Sandler's character, unless he throws the game again. So it's like this whole um, history repeating himself. And Adam says, I don't want to go to jail more, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw the game. And then his teammates obviously hate this. They're, they're winning. They're beating the guards. He comes back into the game. They don't block for him. They let him get sacked. They let him get drilled. Do you think a situation like that is oh, going to happen drilled. with Le'Veon Bell? I No. I, I think um, they'll be mad about it. Maybe – but I don't know. It, it would be too obvious if they just went out there. I, I think, you know, these O-linemen, you know, I, I could I can't name an offensive lineman on the – I think Mar- um, Marquise Pouncey is their center. Oh, That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think they'd be that unprofessional to to do that. You know, if they do, then it'll, it would be taken into account. I, th- I think they'd pull Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. That would just be such a weird situation. I don't think that would happen. I hope I, not. They'll play for him. I, I hope not, but I, I could – yeah, because, again, I think it's a situation where, I mean, Le'Veon, even though she did, you know, quit on his team, he wasn't quitting on them because he didn't like them. It was mm-hmm. a management thing again. So, I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but, you know. Cause I mean, then, they're all adults there. You well, know? some of them are, I think, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, really, really interesting to see. But, yeah, funny that Le'Veon, it's week four, and he's yeah, I'm still going to sit out this next month, though, again. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So that's interesting stuff going on with Le'Veon Bell. But, yeah, uh, thanks for the bringing us back to NFL because we did miss a couple things, Corbin. Yeah. yeah, let's hop back into NBA. Yeah, let's hop back into NBA. Um, one kind of headline that I like to bring up that um, came up in the this past week was J.R. Smith. I don't know if you saw earlier this summer. Um, you know, he's been posting all his workout videos. He ended up posting um, a picture of him in the gym, and he had a big old Supreme tattoo oh, I did see on that. the back of his calf. Just the the classic box logo yeah. right on the back of his I calf in big old bold letters. 
Um, a lot of people are like kind of roasting him. A lot of people are like, "Well, that's sick." Like, yeah, hypey status, uh-huh. you know, whatever. I mean, is it a hype though when Jr. Smith can actually afford all this stuff? Honestly, you're right. But I, I feel like on Inst- like I followed Jr. Smith on Instagram since I've had an Instagram because like you know he's Jr. Smith. Yeah. He's, a, he's a legend. It's like you, you want to see what he's doing every day. Um, I feel like he doesn't really like wear that much like Supreme. Like he kind of does. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's like, wearing. He's got so many designers. He's wearing yeah, Gucci, Versace, it, exactly. Armani. Like yeah, that's yeah. true. So but, I I just didn't. I wouldn't expect like him to dedicate his left calf to, yeah. <laughs> to the brand of Supreme. But um, he did, and um, it, they came out this week, the um, uh, the NBA, somebody in the front office of the entire NBA um, came out and said, J.R. Smith's tattoo is not okay. Um, oh, if, it, if, it, if it's not covered on the court, he'll be subject to fine for every game That's crazy. Um, that, that he does it. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Michael Jordan, quite, not quite as iconic, but, you know. Yeah, uh, the, um, the bread ones. Yeah, the bread ones that didn't fit the colorways that the NBA standards set. Um, so, you know, J.R. Smith, he, what do you think he'll do? Do you think he'll take the fines and be a high piece, or do you think he's going to cover it up? I think it would be really legendary if he covered up with the Supreme Calf sleeve. Oh, <laughs> that would be oh, so legendary. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And yeah. that could be a J.R. Smith thing. But I think that's so hypocritical of the NBA. They finally, you know, started putting branding on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. J.R. Smith put a brand on his calf. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, not an actual brand, but, you know, a brand of a of a clothing, a very popular clothing that would endear him to a lot of younger fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like... I think if he didn't post it, it wouldn't even be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sure Kobe, Kate, well, I don't know. Kobe's only got, like, one tattoo right there that's iconic. But, you know, I'm sure other people have, like, put little things that are meaningful to them. And that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, for God's sakes, I want to get the polo Ralph Lauren yeah. guy on my chest. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to do that because that's dumb. Yeah. But no no offense to J.R. Smith. Like, yeah. I honestly have no beef with what he did. It's his body. It's, mm-hmm. like. Um, I think if anything, Supreme might come after him for like you know loco and like, yeah, but like then again, exactly. But I don't know. I mean, if he worked out a deal, I think the NBA is out of their league for that. It's not like like he got a weed sign or an alcohol or yeah. a violence thing. Like it's just I don't know, a brand exactly, and like a very positive brand at that. To be honest, mm-hmm. like not even a brand that like a brand that does good and spreads like promotes like cultural and and acceptance and like really tries to bring people together. Yeah. So I'm gassed up. Supreme, Supreme yeah. sponsor me, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am definitely much a hype beast. I yeah. cannot afford any of your things. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the NBA is doing. They're just yeah. making mountains out of molehills, like, you know, yeah. sophomore on <laughs> It's It's just a weird concept to me. Um, be, like, the NBA is literally, like, regulating their players' skins, essentially, because that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're literally doing. what they're doing. This is not 2K. You cannot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, block me from buying VC or something yeah, exactly. like that. Um, but yeah, so that was an interesting headline. I'm glad we got to touch on that a little bit. We can look through uh, some more of the preseason matchups. Oh yeah, Gordon Hayward obviously coming made his back, comeback. Yeah. He had a couple highlights. Um, I saw his bucket. He had, I think he had just like a nice little lay-in, and then he had this big comeback or um, rundown block. Yeah, he ran like all the way from the other side. Of the to court. be fair, though, any any highlight where um, any any play that Gordon Hayward jumps off his left ankle yeah. from is a, <laughs> yeah. is a highlight. Yeah. Oh! yeah, he like fell on the floor after, and I, my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> I, I was like, not again, not again. But um, no, he got up. He was totally fine. They ended up losing that game, but yet again, this is preseason. They took yeah. out all their Hornets. Starters. So let's talk about that. Right. Tony Parker oh, in yeah. a Hornets jersey is. Whack. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. You know, I think he's what did he spend 16 years in a Spurs? Something uniform? he should. I mean, I get like you know he's a solid back. 
backup. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Great backup, great leader, but why the Hornets too? Like go to a respectable <laughs> franchise. I know, just to back up Kemba. Yeah, it's like, like, I, 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 like he's like I don't think he even got that much money. Like, yeah, like it's not or like, like if he went to the Lakers, bro. I yeah. mean, granted they got a lot of point guards, but just yeah. that veteran leadership. Like I don't know, it just seems like. There were other options for him that would have been, you know, a little bit more respectable. He could yeah. get back in the playoffs. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. And Tony Parker doesn't need more money. He was married to Eva Longoria, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> yeah, very good point there. I, I think um, it's weird seeing Tony Parker and, you know, he's backing up Kemba. I think Kemba Walker and uh, Kyrie Irving, that's a, a rivalry brewing Ooh, up. Because I mean, yeah, you know, Kyrie's was, way better than Kemba. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I, I don't know, just uh, watching them play each other, there were a couple highlights. It was like, it was getting, I'm, I'm sure there's respect Kinda there. Kind of chippy, yeah. It was getting a little chippy out there on the court. So I, I just yeah. look look out for that in the regular well, season. Well, let's break it down. In the East, I mean, you got Kemba, you got Kyrie, you got John Wall. Like, I mean, really, I can't really think. Like, you know, you can make an aisle. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> uh, and you can make an argument for Kyle, but really, like Kyle Lowry, but still yeah. not really on that level. So yeah. those three, I think, you know, whenever those three will get together, that'll be a, a heated point guards. You know, they're fighting for the top spot uh, for East point guards. You know, it's Kyrie's to lose, but still Kemba and um, John Wall, you know, definitely want that title. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see how Ben Simmons, do you think he's going to yeah, be starting but, up? Man, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think yeah. that's more of a matchup between him and Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, without a doubt. All right, so uh, we're actually cutting it close on time here. So let's just dive right into some MLB uh, talk. Uh, the season's wrapping up. Actually, today we had uh, the Cubs against the Brewers. Uh, they were playing for the NL Central title. Uh, the Brewers won three, oh. three to one, so they uh, got it. The Cubs will have to play in the wild card game. It was the loser of the. Uh, um, Colorado Rockies game. Did anyone check Ryan Braun's pee before the game? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Oh. I think we should report it. Yeah. So it'll be the Rockies <clears throat> against the Cubs um, for the wild card hmm. uh, matchup in the NL, and then uh, the Dodgers against the Brewers um, in the playoffs. So I I just like to point out Josh Hader the the um, the you know he came out of the bullpen. Uh, and he's been absolutely killing it this game. I'd say he's uh, one of the only relievers that can be uh, um, in the discussion for the NL Cy Young. Yeah. Just because he – let me just drop some stats on here. Drop right here. the stats. 54 games. Oh, wow. 79.1 innings. A 6-1 and one win-loss record. Wow. 6-1. and one. Yeah. As, a, as, a as a reliever. Reliever, only one loss all season. 2.5 ERA, 140 strikeouts. He has been absolutely killing it, and he's peaking at the perfect time. He's just in this game alone. He's thrown. He threw four pitches at uh, 98.5 miles per hour or more, and um, th- those were the, his fastest pitches all season. He didn't. Yeah. Th- he didn't throw one above that all season, and then tonight he threw four of them. So you know he's just going hard. Absolutely. Maybe he dipped into um, Ryan Braun's Gatorade a little <laughs> bit. Who knows. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to the, the Brewers. They've had such a solid season. Obviously, I think the Dodgers are going to be a lot of people's favorites in, yeah. the, in the playoff um, series. But I, I'm looking to see um, the Brewers' bullpen, pitching yeah. staff, uh, really get thing, things done yeah. in this so let's, series. So let's break this down. we got yeah. the playoff bracket. Uh, I don't want to give you a little bit of minor correction. The the Dodgers are actually playing the Braves. Oh, my bad. But, um, so why don't we do this? Let's only – Pick the matchups for people who are already set. So we won't pick the uh, games where they play the winner of the wild card because we don't know who's going to win that yet. That mm-hmm. depends. So we'll start off with the AL wild card. We got the Yankees versus the A's. Who you going with? 
I got to go with the Yankees. Yeah, I'm with you. Giancarlo is. But it's like, only a one game. That's the thing. I, I know. Because the A's, who's. I'm not. Who never knows? Yeah, but the. Um, Billy like, Bean sprinkling yeah, in the Gatorade. Who knows? Yeah, yeah we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Yankees. <laughs> I'll have to give it to you. I mean, I'd love to see the A's. 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 Um, A's Red Sox, the Billy Bean saga, that would be awesome. Yeah. When they get the remake going, if Brad Pitt isn't too old and Jonah Hill <laughs> puts on more weight. I don't know. His whole, I don't know. Jonah Hill is, would be the hardest person to do Weight Watchers for. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going Yankees over the A's. And then um, let's go for the other NL wild card. We got the Rockies versus the Cubs. Uh, i got to go Rockies here, bro. Having seen them. I don't know. I say Javi Baez. He's he's making an MVP run. Nolan right now. Arenado though. Yeah, he's making an MVP run too. But like, oh, I'm going with the Cubs. Cubs. They, all right, they, I'm going Rockies. All right. Well, and that's we'll that's see. a heartbreaker in the NOS. You know, Giants and uh, Padres say what you want, but that I feel so bad for D-backs fans out there. Shout out to Jacob Beach. Yeah, really, really crushing. Literally in first yeah. place for probably eighty percent of the season, and just yeah. choked it towards the end. Yeah, Goldschmidt's got to pick it up next year. Yeah, he's not going to get another big contract. So I mean, that was tough to see. But okay, so we're going. I'm going Rockies. You're going Cubs. We both got the Yankees, and then the decided games already. Who aren't going to play a wild card? We got the Indians versus the Astros. So Cleveland versus Houston. Houston's got to do it. I, 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 Houston's they, they smacked Seattle around all year. That's all I've been um, seeing. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I say Houston's got it. Houston. Oh yeah, that's a three game. I'll give it to Houston. Yeah, I think they got the home field too. So, and then the last one, Braves Dodgers. Just because I'm a Giants fan, I'm saying the Braves. I want to root for the Braves. Yeah, just the, the, the young talent. Underdog. Yeah, they expected to be the worst team in the MLB this year, and now they're yeah. they're doing this. I. I Jesus, I hope they win. <laughs> yeah, so really, really good. Um, I think, though, what you are saying with that uh, Rockies-Cubs matchup, if the Cubs were to get, I mean, because you were saying how close that was between the Brewers and the Cubs. Yeah. Like, that could be a really, really tough matchup. So, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, Cubs are in a good spot if they're able to beat the Rockies because then yeah. they can kind of han- handle their business. But, yeah, so we'll obviously, once the wild card games take place, we'll have a whole set of shakeups because we could have been completely wrong about these wild cards. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a whole different lookout. But I think it's about time for this day in sports, Brody. Yeah, and I, w- I actually would just like to give one last little blip of MLB um, coverage uh, to <laughs> I, I say baseball heroes of both of our childhoods, Joe Maurer and David Wright. They are both Joe retiring. Joe Maurer, I salute you. <laughs> they are both retiring um, after this year, and it was just emotional. They gave um, Joe Maurer the the catching job for the um, ninth inning for the the Twins. His last game. It was the first time he was behind the plate since 2013, I believe. Definitely, they gave him a two minute. I think it was two minute and 12 second standing ovation, uh, which is a long time to be clapping and cheering um, yeah. if you're in Minnesota. And then also David Wright um, had his last start. Um, for the Mets, so that was definitely an emotional time. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them for and then, making, making our childhoods. You got me reminiscing one more time. Uh-huh. I know we're running up on the clock, but Hunter Pence, he also got a heck of an ovation oh, from the retiring? Giants. Well, that's the thing. We're really unsure if he yeah. retires or if he tries to get low. You know, kind of ride it out, but. You know, if it's debatable if Hunter Pence makes it into the Hall, he's had some really great seasons, mm-hmm. some not so great. Been an All Star, been a champion, so we'll have to see yeah. a cri- a critical piece on a cha- on three championship teams. But it's tough to say if he'll make it. Anyways, huge ovation. You know, the Giants love their love their outfielders, and uh, it's just really really awesome to see Hunter Pence gave a, an emotional speech, which is kind of impressive for him because you think Hunter Pence was in like the bottom five percent of his graduating class. <laughs> But still, really, really awesome. He has symbolized the weirdness of San Francisco for all these years. And uh, really, really, if 
he moves on or what no matter what he does it's unlikely that he'll be in the Giants outfield so you know he's been a, a staple in that right field mm-hmm. uh no in the left field for so long so really really awesome to see but yeah that's all I had to say we were bringing up reminiscing players mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. no problem at all and we will um just to stick with the MLB um trend that we're going on right now and also last connecting it to last week's on this day in sports history I don't know why Babe Ruth he's a very historical man I don't know why he's been doing stuff the the past week um, <laughs> so often but we haven't the, the most exciting thing I could find today uh, in 1932. Babe Ruth's legendary call against the Cubs where he pointed to Oh, legendary. Field. Absolutely. The, the great band Bino. <clears throat> People who don't know baseball know this. Yeah, exactly. Le- <clears throat> um, referenced in the Sandlot, obviously. Just re- referenced in life. Just pointing out to um, center Calling field. your shot. Yeah, calling the shot and um, smacking that bad boy. Uh, the New York um, Yankees won uh, the g- game three of the World Series 7-5. to five. Um, so that's our on this day in sports history. Well, that's actually a really, really good yeah. fact. So shout out to Babe Ruth, iconic, a trendsetter, given literally giving the finger to yeah. the other team. That's been a theme, yeah, yeah. Um, but really, really awesome. I think that's just about going to close us out, Brody. What a great show today. Yeah, we had a great show. Thank you so much for uh, everyone that called in. Make sure to call next week. Tune back into Brody <coughs> and Eric's Super Sports Radio show here on Camp uh, Student Radio or if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms. Have a great week, Wildcats. We'll see you next week.